of going to the United Nations? Well, community members, well, actually, firstly, I just wanted to clarify um, something that was raised yesterday, um, certain insinuations about um, getting funding for my organization. I just wanted to specify I'm not an organization. I'm an independent person, and my community work is funded by my personal freelance work. I'm, I'm not employed by any organization and no political party, and neither do I work for the CIA. And those kind of statements are very defamatory. So I just wanted to clarify that one thing. Okay. Okay. Thanks. And um, the community themselves have actually been approaching the Etikwini municipality and the various political structures, regional, local, provincial government, since 2009, to have these issues that they've had with the councillor um, resolved. And this is where it has eventually led to, because it has not been resolved. And in the beginning, it was ignored for a long time. And when something is left, it festers, and then it eventually explodes. And that's what you're seeing now. Mm. If you say it was ignored for a long time, could you just, you know, be more specific? What exactly happened? Well, in 2009, concerns were raised um, about the board councillor, um, a large group of the of the residents and also of the surrounding informal settlements um, were not happy um, with the fact that he was allegedly using ethnic differences to divide the community and undermine unity. There were many concerns voiced and raised about service delivery and there were allegations and questions made about corruption. So once that started happening, um, the, the, as I say, these issues were, were raised repeatedly and it was escalated via the, the correct political channels and uh, eventually a, a vote of no confidence was passed in the branch executive committee at the time and the ward councillor was, was asked to stand down. This was passed apparently by a majority vote. Um, this was ignored and the incumbent BEC is still in place and it has no credibility actually. So this structure was actually staying in position against the will of the people. Um, there was several meetings held I believe between 2011-12 I think it was up until just before the elections in 2014 um, to resolve these matters and it was still not resolved. And um, the people who were mobilizing against the councillor and raising consistent concerns about service delivery and corruption, these now seem to be the same people who are being killed. Now, uh, you said that all avenues had been exhausted. I know there was talk about uh, public protector Tuli Matonsela actually uh, getting involved, and she visited Glebelands, um, if I remember correctly. And then there was also uh, talks about perhaps getting King Goodwill's Willitini in to try and resolve the matter. What's happened on that score? The, the public protector is investigating. Um, I would imagine she's doing a very good job. She usually does with all of her other investigations. Um, her team has been in contact with several people who are closely involved with it. Um, the problem is, though, that the investigation will take a minimum of three months to conclude. Um, 
you know, we, we are so happy that she is investigating finally. Any allegations of corruption, we have no doubt she will find them if, if they are there. Um, but as I say, we'll take three months to conclude. Now, in a three-month period last year, 14 people were killed. Already this year, we've had seven people killed. So, so this is a big concern. There is a hit list in circulation, apparently, since the beginning of February that has 21 names on. We can't wait. We can't wait until all 21 are dead. Um, so that's the urgency with that. Um, obviously, everyone will respect the findings of the public protector's report. <coughs> Sorry. Mm-hmm. Um, so your other question was the king. Oh, the yes, king. the king. Um, well, look, there, there are concerns about that. Um, the king is um, a Zulu and a lot of the people at um, Cleveland are not Zulu. They are from other tribes, other other ethnic groups. So if the king goes there, then surely there should be representation from all the ethnic groups if they, are, um, if they wish to have uh, traditional leaders involved. Um, surely that would be the best mm. solution. So, you know, people are asking about um, the mandate, uh, for, uh, whether you were instrumental in actually uh, escalating this particular matter to the United Nations, and if so, who did you take your mandate from? Okay. Um, in March 2014, I was invited to the hostel by the hostel dwellers' organization, Obunya Bama Hostela Nizaki Wazawo. I was asked to go there because of work I've done before, helping people who have had problems with police brutality. A man had been tortured the night before I went there um, on the 13th of March. He was tubed and he died in custody. Um, I went there originally to assist the the community members, particularly his family members, um, with that case because I work with the, um, you know, in conjunction with people like the KZN Violence Monitor and other people who can help with those kind of things. Um, since that time, um, I started receiving sort of reports on what was going on from members of the community. They started talking to me and telling me about all the different things that were going on. I started seeing a lot of things with my own eyes. Um, I eventually ended up going there, um, literally spending there almost as much time there as my own, as in my own home. Um, I was going there every every you know, other day, virtually. Um, I don't do anything without a mandate from the majority of the affected community, and this is a a, a bit of a misnomer that's come out uh, repeatedly in the media and also from government is the fact that these are two warring factions. These are not warring factions. This is a criminal element that is where hitmen are being hired to take out and evict a certain section of the community. And this certain section of the community are the ones who have actually asked questions about service delivery and um, corruption. So the, the warring factions and peace negotiations which are being put on the table and that kind of thing are never going to work unless we all respect the rule of law. You know, there can, be, there can be no peace without justice. Justice first, then peace. We must respect the law. Let me bring uh, MEC uh, Willis Mkunu in to respond to uh, what you've said. Um, MEC? Uh, well, uh, thank you very much. I, I have listened 
but uh, you will remember that uh, I do not know these stories from before I hear them now, uh, meaning I have not had, not been part of this debate. I want to just indicate to you that uh, in South Africa there is a democracy. We respect everybody's right to do whatever within the law, uh, meaning whatever Vanessa Becker is doing is respected by government as long as it's within the law. But also, we will reserve our right to continue with our pro own programs as government uh, and she will not be part of it because she is not government but also because she is not part of the processes that we are part of. If she knows about them, she probably is deliberately ignoring them uh, because she talks about uh, issues that start from 2009 but she says she only went there in 2014, called by Ubunye Hostel. We did not go there in 2014. We have been there, especially myself personally, since the matter started to escalate in 2011. I have been part of bringing those who were at loggerheads, and she says they are not warring parties. I do not know where she takes that from. In any case, I'm not her. She does her own analysis. But if she says peace negotiations are not going to succeed, she must know uh, that in 2011, we started these processes. And by 2014, the two worrying parties were reaching an agreement. They actually reached an agreement which I have in my possession. And I don't know what about her. She may not know it because she was not part of it. Now, if people were talking and negotiating peace and they were putting on the table issues that put them against one another and talking about them and us encouraging them, that whatever puts you into conflict can never be resolved by war. Now, we were talking to people. We were not talking in the air. Now, we have records to that effect. Now, when they reached that agreement, the only thing that could not happen was that it was not signed. But it was not signed because... The processes broke down, but the premier of this province, Premier Senzomtunu, the mayor of this municipality, Eteguin, in which Glip is located, have been part and parcel of all these processes. They personally convened meetings of this community, and they made their own interventions and made their own programs out of those interventions. And some of the programs I must just indicate. Nobody except government realized that that place was porous 
it did no, it was not fenced and entrances into the community were from anywhere and that is how those who were being brought in by the warring parties were able to bypass the entrances and that's how police could not even see them. That is when this government realized that fencing of that, of that community is critical and access control to that community is critical, including access control into the blocks of flats in which people stay. It was not Vanessa Becker, it was this government. Now, all of these programs were started and they are going, as I say to you. Nobody put in cameras there to assist the police because that hostel layout is so bad. And remember, it was not built by, by this government. It was built by the, the former apartheid government. Therefore, it is not, it is an inheritance that this government must now deal with. It's a legacy. Now, when then the police were saying, it is difficult to then go on and police in these conditions, but it is even worse during the nights because there is no lighting. It is even worse in the blocks because blocks are totally dark. Totally dark. Now, all of these things were discussed by government. All of these things are programs that were, that were designed by government to go ahead. Now, we, mm. dis we, we, we dispute any statement by any individual from which quarters of the world that says this government has done nothing. We so, dispute that. So, so, so you we talk are about not saying we have been effective or our programs have been totally effective, but there are challenges that we are talking about, that we are trying to identify on an ongoing basis. As I speak to you, it is this government that put in place an interministerial task team, which has also, and that is made up of myself, MEC for Human Settlements, MEC for COCTA. Now, all of these ministers are charged with the process of dealing with those matters. And these ministers have in turn set up an interdepartmental task team, which involves everybody that deals with that uh, area. And we know what we want to do. We want a comprehensive, integrated, intensive, extensive intelligence-led law enforcement operation, and we have said these things. All these things are in place, are in line to be implemented. We have said dialogue. Dialogue is central. Uh, anybody who, who refutes dialogue and uh, preempts it and says it will not succeed, uh, in my view, is beginning to just nullify a very important ingredient of peace-building. And you never build peace uh, except through dialogue. Now, it uh, beats me that uh, Vanessa Becker, in her uh, esteemed knowledge of things, should actually wrap, write off peace negotiations, which is a universal norm. Anywhere there is conflict, peace is part of it. And dialogue for us 
And that dialogue is ongoing, by the way. And we are talking to political parties that Vanessa Becker has not spoken to. We are talking to the structures on the ground that Vanessa Becker has not spoken to. And by the way, let me tell you, in clip, her role has been known and seen as biased, divisive, and it has not assisted in bringing those worrying people together simply because she has associated herself with one of the warring groups. And that is what she claims uh, is what she represents. And she doesn't care a damn with what other groupings are doing and saying. And she will never create peace there. And we regard her intervention there as a very dangerous intervention. Let me give her a chance but to respond to not, those allegations. Which is not legal, I- illegal, which we can do nothing about. No, but you allowed her to speak. And I haven't spoken about the public protector. I haven't spoken about King Goodwill. Uh, yes, uh, MEC. Uh, yeah, okay, continue. Yes, respond to that. But but I have given you opportunity to respond. I wanted her to respond to that specific no, no, allegation. Issues. But it's continue, issues. continue issues we are not talking about just responding i'm talking to issues that you raised that she raised which you said i must respond to continue mc yeah and i'm telling you that i don't know whether she was there when the public protector had a public hearing and if she was there she must know that etewini municipality was there she must know that the department of community safety and liaison of this government was there and we made representations. We have since met with the public protector as well, not to do anything but to share with her our understanding of the issue. We have, shared, we have met with church leaders to share with them our understanding of the issue, our diagnosis of the problem and what we want to try and do about it. The king, we know that there was a call from the clip community, that the king must come and see them. But if the king is going to go to uh, any of these places, there are preparations in advance. And Amakosi are the first people to get involved. And as I talk to you, we have a group of Amakosi who were involved in bringing peace in the Houghton hostels that we are engaging with as we speak. And we are talking about how the process of the king going there can be made. And when the king goes there, he's not going there as an ethnic group. And we we sincerely say this king is a king here. He's not a king of an ethnic group. He's just a king in this province. But if we are now going to introduce ethnic groups again... Uh, in this democracy, uh, man, uh, we, we, we really, really think some people are taking us back. We do not have ethnic mm. groups here in South Africa. Are you we therefore saying that South is not Africa, an issue? And we are going to make sure that the king eventually goes there. And I wonder if uh, Vanessa Becker thinks Ubunye Bama Hostel is led by an ethnic group. So you're saying ethnicity is not an issue? Not in South Africa, my dear. Not, not in South not Africa. Not at the Cleveland Hostel either. In the past, in the in the old apartheid regime, not in this South Africa.
Well, we unfortunately have to go to news. We will come back uh, to this. Um, MEC Willis Mkunu, uh, MEC for Transport, Community Safety and Liaison in KwaZulu-Natal, and Vanessa Berger, Community Activist for Human Rights and Social Justice. We're talking about the situation at the Glebelands Hostel in Umlazi in Durban, where over 60 people have been killed in two years. So we're trying to find out exactly what is going on here, uh, such that uh, the, uh, the community there have now chosen to escalate their plight to the United Nations for intervention. We'll come back to that after the news break. It's your favorite time of the morning. The Forum at 8 with Sakina Kamwendo. Favorite time of the morning on AM Live. Well, welcome back. And this morning, uh, we're focusing on what's happening at uh, Glebelands Hostel in Umlazi in Durban. Over 60 people killed in uh, two years. And on Saturday, ANC Councillor Zotwa Sibia was shot and killed there. And uh, the, the the community now have approached the United Nations High Commissioner uh, for Human Rights uh, to intervene, uh, saying that they f- now live in fear of being killed. So what are your views on this? 891 208 is our call-in number. You can also tweet or Facebook us at AM Live on SAFM or send an SMS to the number 34701. Our guest this morning, uh, KwaZulu-Natal MEC for Transport, Community Safety and Liaison, Mr. Willis Mkunu, and also Vanessa Berger, who is a community activist for human rights and social justice. Okay, Vanessa, it's uh, your turn now to respond to what uh, the MEC was saying, that you have um, basically signed with one of the factions in this particular debacle. Um, yes, thanks. Actually, I take that as a compliment um, because if it's biased to be against women and children being evicted, then, yeah, I guess I'm biased. If it's biased to stand against police torturing poor people or torturing anyone, I'm biased. And if it's biased to stand against people who have been denied their democratic rights, such as freedom of movement, political freedom, uh, freedom of association, free right to housing, all of these rights, then, yeah, I'm, I'm biased, um, I must admit. And I thank you to the MEC for pointing that out. I, as I say, I take that as a compliment. Um, just a few things, though, um, which are not actually correct. Um, these um, so-called uh, projects, that are supposedly happening. Firstly, I would like to know when this uh, task team, um, which um, the MEC refers to, was established. Uh, which 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 one is he talking about as well? Um, the one from 2011, the one from 2013, 2014, or is this a new one now? Um, or is this the group of Etiquini municipality representatives that have been meeting about this issue specifically since September, I think it was last year? Um, just, just that quick question, thanks. MEC? We have indicated that all along there have been programs and there have been people working on these uh, Cleveland issues. Now, when we met with the public protector, we have then reviewed uh, the, the, the matter and this, this meeting with the public protector must have happened around either February or March 2016. We have then been in discussions within cabinet. What else now needs to be done? We have reviewed the, all the activities of the police. We have reviewed the activities of the municipality. 
we have then said our objective is to get the municipality to reclaim its own control, administrative control, because as it tries to go into that community, it then gets frustrated by this war and by these divisions. Now, the ministerial task team was then decided, and remember, cabinet has been in recess. We met a week ago, and we decided that it is better that the provincial government must again, through these departments, go back to Eteguini, work again with Eteguini, meaning it's a continuation of a program, but restarted. So there's nothing new. There has never been a change of any team. There has always been same people dealing with the same issues, but at different occasions, roles do do, 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 do change. Because there was peace. I mean, uh, we, we must tell you that when the premier and the mayor went to Cleveland, nobody talks about that peaceful coexistence that happened thereafter for quite a long time. Then all of a sudden we had this thing uh, creeping up again last year. And that is why then when we had that, oh, it started again, we needed to go back there. So it's not like there has never been any effectiveness at all. There has always been. And time and again when you say there is now peace, uh, these things start. And we agree uh, that there is criminality. And criminality takes various forms, and that is why we have said it's a, total, it, it, it's, a, it's a comprehensive program that is needed there. And that is what we're working with the police on. And by the way, that program is there. It's just the question of what do you implement when and how. All right, I'm going to go to the lines. Uh, many callers are wanting to weigh in on this. 0891-104-208. Anonymous is calling from Glebeland's Hostel. Good morning. Morning, morning. How are you? I'm well, and you? I'm fine, I'm fine. I would like to greet Minister of Police as well as Vanessa, Human Rights Activities. Uh, I want to comment on... On, uh, on 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 the response of NEC. <clears throat> actually, I'm sorry. Actually, I want to say I I think now is the time not to speak politics. Yeah, we are talking about the lives of people. Uh, because if I understand well, uh, Minister, it looks like he's got no clue on what's going on there. But but now I cannot be surprised because I didn't see a minister. Uh, since the violence started in Cleveland. <clears throat> I think that is that it can be a reason why he cannot have a clue. I mean, he cannot have a clue because we got cameras that are installed there. But if I can ask him how many people have been shot there next to the cameras, are these people are arrested after they have been shot? The people know that cameras are not working. And I didn't, I don't remember this uh, tax team is talking about that are working there in Cleveland in order to, in, to install the peace or what. I don't know because I'm a resident of Cleveland. And I'm on, really, really shocked because I do not understand what he's talking about. 
Anonymous, because tell me, how long have you been living at Cleveland's? It's more than 25 years now. It's more and, than 25 years. And how would, yes. you, how would you describe Cleveland's? Cleveland's is a nice and quiet place. Yeah, I remember when we uh, before the election of 1994, there was a violence between Inkata and Ains. So after that, uh, everything was quiet. And the violence broke out in 1997. And then it stopped in 1999. That violence was, although it was not clear, I saw Mr. Mtono that time, he was not a minister that time. He was a leader of the ANC in, uh, in KZL. So they tried to stop the violence. They managed to stop the violence. So, if I remember well, in 2009, the violence broke out again. And when the people were leading by the World Council to remove the people that, uh, the, 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 that, were, uh, that were being accused of being a COPE uh, members, after that, they changed the statement. They said, no, these people are the, are, the, are the criminals, so they must be removed. As a result, uh, all the people that were being removed, they were arrested by the, by, by, by the police. So, so they, were, they, uh, they, they took them to the custody. And they won. They acquitted from the, uh, from the court, and they, uh, they came back to Cleveland. So... All what, what was happening there, there was that element of tribalism of which we hate most because we are think now we are in, in, a, in a one South Africa, not in a divided South Africa. Really, I'm very, very uh, shocked when he says uh, Vanessa Berger is a dividing person, is dividing the people of Cleveland, is biased. Really, I do not know. I'm, 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 I'm shocked because always you, you see, since there are two groups that are fighting there, there are there, there are groups uh, that are fighting other other ones. So always you're gonna be on the side of the victims. You cannot be on the side of the attackers. So. Maybe I'm just accusing Mr. Mkun when he says there are tax teams that are working there. Maybe they don't work both sides. They work on other side, of which if they do that, they are also biased. Okay. Anwanas, yes. thank you so much. Really appreciate you, uh, you know, giving us a picture as a resident of Glebelands of what is going on there. Let's speak to Sipo now. Sipo, good morning. Good morning, Fakina. I am not greeting you, Sagina. Sagina, I'm troubled by Vanessa's statements that uh, there can be no peace before justice. Justice is the process, but peace can be achieved. Uh, she must just uh, correct her attitude now. If she is working there genuinely and honestly, she just has to pursue peace, not justice. Justice will follow after peace. I think that the, the, the fighting and killing will continue if she continues to, to, to call for justice. Two, the king, she just cannot call for all other ethnic groups or kings.
The king is the king of a particular area, jurisdiction. And anybody, any tribe, any Kosa, Zulu, Tswana, Ndebeni, who resides in the area where the king is, is in control, that person is a subject of that king. And all of us respect the king wherever we come from. I wasn't so the aware king of must that. Come in. I no, wasn't no, aware of is. that. No, no, it is. It is. Even if you go to Eastern Cape, people would have to subject themselves to King Wielekaya uh, Dalinjewo and his ruling in his land and peace that he pursues. Uh, that's it. We, 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 we Africans, we understand it. Better. Well, that's a different yeah. wording to the previous wording that you used. But, uh, Sipo, okay. I take your point. I'll put it to Vanessa. Let's go to Cape Town. Philip Mthongo, good morning. Uh, good morning, Sakina. Uh, Sakina, the violence in Cleveland is a systemic violence, uh, which, according to my understanding, is also state-sponsored. The reason why I'm saying it's also state-sponsored, uh, you recall that last year, uh, p- when police were raiding uh, the hostel, they found a huge arsenal under the possession of a particular police officer who is reported by Veneza and, and, and people of Kiplands to be behind the whole state of killing of people in that hostel. When I actually phoned uh, or send an email to the brigadier who's the head of investigations in the province to say, have they arrested that police? They said to me, no, they brought him in for questioning. How do you bring a person in for questioning instead of uh, investigating the arms and sending those arms for ballistics? Because those weapons were reported by communities of Cleveland to be actually used and stored, uh, used by the assassins, and uh, returned mm-hmm. to that house of that particular police officer. Now, uh, uh, again, Sakina, we cannot shy away from the fact that the violence in Cleveland is actually uh, of a tribal nature. The people who were killed, Sandal, I know them even by their names, Comrade Tina, uh, Comrade Ntembu, and many others. Those people, the, 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 the first caller, is correct. Those people, when I was the provincial secretary of COPE, those were members of COPE. When then uh, Comrade Manganga, who is now also late, uh, uh, then joined EFF, when we, when we closed to, uh, down uh, COPE in KZN, and uh, all of us joined uh, uh, EFF, then I am telling you, Sakina, all those people were gunned down in such a way that one person now, who, 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 who I'm, going, I'm not going to name, say his name, uh, we have been told that the money that has been actually then injected to anyone who will kill him is more than a million rand. And I have constantly called that man to say he must actually then move away completely and never actually take any risk. Because all of the people that I was given to say, such a figure is given to this one. Like in Tembu. Tembu, more than 500,000 rand was actually hanging over his head. Philip, uh, thank you so much. We need to move on. Um, got some other callers as well. Tulani, you're calling from East London. Good morning. Good morning, Sakina. Good morning. Uh, sorry, Sakina, man. It's, it's actually sad what I'm listening to, especially from the MSC's side, because the MSC claims that their efforts are effective, yet... They have a peace accord, which he claims is in place, but has never been signed. 
how is that effective? They have met with the public protector and other leaders not to do anything by his own mouth, but to share diagnosis, really. And the worst part is people are dying. And these deaths are uh, ascribed to a hit list. And he's not even reflecting on that or any investigation thereof. He suggest, this to me suggests that uh, lives in to him and his leadership are just not important. And in my view, I think you should release the MC. He must just go home because he's just not there to serve the people. Thank you. Thank you, Tulani in East London. Uh, John is in Northern Tabazimbi. Good morning, John. Morning, Zakina. I just want to say what I've seen on TV, the color of those hostels, that dark red sort of dry blood color, I don't like it. I would prefer pale green or pale blue that doesn't invoke feelings of uh, fear and aggression. Mm. Sorry, that's all. Finish. Okay, that's John in Northern Tabazimbi saying that perhaps the aesthetics are also adding to the problems there. Uh, B.W. Sintu in Kailicha, good morning. That's correct. Uh, that's one again, so to speak. Uh, Welcome. Listen, Sakina, yes, um, there's one thing that I cannot understand, but I found it very strange with these people sitting there. You're, I'm talking about your guests. Uh, you know, pointing fingers at one another and, and actually people are are being killed. I don't see them getting this thing, taking this thing seriously. Especially if I'm going to point out and ask them the MEC why they cannot deploy soldiers or the army there in that hostel. If, if the plan B, like the, someone mentioned, Vanessa, or probably someone else mentioned that uh, there were cameras installed there, but even those cameras are there, present, but people are being killed. Why they cannot deploy soldiers? That is the plan B. They must stop uh, choosing one another, and actually people are being killed. For, 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 for an answer to take another step going forward to United Nations, I mean, she is right. I see no point of, of her being um, accused of uh, taking sides here, because she is really serious about bringing this thing to an end, people being killed. So my point, therefore, will be why the NEC, they've seen that people are being killed. You talk 60 people being killed in two years. That's very worrying. So all in all, my advice, therefore, would be to say, NEC, it's about time to deploy soldiers there. Thank you so much, um, uh, BW. And then uh, let me just read some messages before I get a response from our guests. Uh, this one says, people have to turn to the United Nations for help, yet we are supposed to have the best defense in SAPS and SANDF. I bury my head in the sand. Uh, Mabulu says, Mkunu is just arrogant and denialist. Uh, this one from uh, Mabanegazi in Mtata says, the MEC there should refrain from condescending and patronizing um, uh, uh, and his patronizing attitude. Uh, they went there in 2011 and have achieved nothing. He should come with practical plans to avert the impending killing of 21 people on the hit list. Uh, this one says um, this is the same metro that spends 3.7 million rand for a Nicki Minaj show. Unsigned SMS, it's people like that woman, um, uh, Vanessa, who demonize African democracies in the eyes of the world. Another one says, but MEC, two years and 60 people dead, 
doesn't show a successful program. Alex from Goog says, um, the guy is uninformed, arrogant and borderline embarrassing, only making excuses for the mismanagement that's going on. This one says the MEC is not the type of person to solve anything. Instead of dealing with the crime and criminal elements, he calls them warring parties and uh, there should be peace negotiations. South Africa is in trouble. Uh, What war is he talking about? But I guess the problem here that most people are pointing out MEC is that they've been over 60 people killed in two years and whatever plans you have in place are clearly according to the listeners not working so what are you going to do about it now second uh, so I've just explained to you that uh, the these killings that we're talking about are not things that have happened at one go they've happened on different occasions and interventions have created peace, and after peace was prevailing, then there has been a resurgent of whatever violence then, and then it starts claiming new lives, and the interventions go back. Yes, we agree. I did say our programs do not seem to be ineffective. I did say that categorically. I did not Shack from that responsibility. I did say that this team that was set up now, its task is to look at all issues comprehensively, including the law enforcement part. Because once you have administration that is not helping and the situation in that community is not administered, then you are going to have difficulties in a running your security programs. So you cannot divorce security programs from other administrative programs. For the person that says the army must be deployed, that person must know it has been the proposal of the provincial government to the police that that must be considered. And that issue is not in the hands of the provincial government, certainly not in the MEC. But the MEC has made that proposal on behalf of government. Therefore, it's not like uh, anybody would just sit and say, we are happy that so many people are being killed. We do what is within our, what is within our power in the circumstances. And remember, uh, I'm not speaking for the first time in SAFM. I've spoken to... In SAFM about the proliferation of arms in this province, not just in clip, the killings that happen in this province, killings that happen in hostels, killings that happen in rural areas. So we, I've never denied that our province has a serious problem of the political proliferation of arms, and our task has been to say to the police. Do your damnedest best to find these arms, disarm these people. And you will remember that in Muden, uh, it's one of the areas, even here in Clip, arms have been found. No less than 40 arms have been captured in the Clip alone. So it's not like police have not tried to deal with the situation, but the terrain for them is quite difficult. And that's why. Mm. There is even now a private security company put in by the municipality. It's all to try and save lives. But we are not going to stop. We'll do our best. And uh, we'll do our best. 
And w- w- I just want to say, Sakina, you will remember that uh, uh, Vanessa Becker said there are no two groups worrying. But you will know that Philip Mshongo, who is a resident of this province, who has been a part of politics in this province, has put statements that tell you clearly how these things uh, started with political problems being seen. And I can even tell you that when I got involved in 2011, a councillor's office was banned then. And from that time, we identified who the people were. Mm. And the police have been working flat out. The issue is also about getting witnesses. Because you, you, police can arrest people. Wasn't if, there a witness that was you, gunned down last year at a magistrate's court? Because? Uh, one of the witnesses last year was gunned down at the magistrate's yes, court. So clearly yes. people are not safe. But, but, but we are out of time. So I just want to ask you but, very but, briefly. But, 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 but you see, those things we cannot deny. Those are issues that have happened. And we did say even then we condemned the fact that that person was supposed to be guarded by police. But that person being a witness did not work closely with the police. But the police as well had a responsibility. In other words, we have never condoned an, 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 an act of that nature. But the mm. fact of the matter is if we have no witnesses, there will not be criminal justice. Okay, I'm not even yeah. going to go to that because we're out of time. So I just need Van- uh, to give Vanessa an opportunity to give her final thoughts. Um, thank you very much. And... Um, um, firstly, I just want to say that I think the, the NEC has summed it up in two sentences. Firstly, he said since the um, so-called security measures have, have begun and the negotiations have begun and back in 2009, that nothing has changed and the same people are involved. Well, if you continue making the same the same things you know the same structures the same using the same processes then nothing is going to change and i think it's about time and as the people themselves the affected community as i'm saying the ones who are on the hit list the ones who are being killed and evicted um they, these people have said many times please we want independent policing in there from outside of kzn the other the other telling statement that the mec said was was we are doing what is in within our power. So clearly, clearly that says a lot because the problem is obviously with provincial leadership, both political and um, sort of municipal and council structures. So now he, he's actually exactly emphasized the reason why we need the UN here. Thank you very much. Well, that's where we're going to leave it for this morning. Thanks to our guests, uh, MEC uh, Willis Mkunu and Vanessa Berger, and, of course, to you for participating.